Off the ball, cheering on the girls in green. I followed the Irish women since 1983. 82,000 people, that's going to be something else. There'll be a hell of a lot of Irish in that, and it'll be a hell of a game as well. Love off the ball, we really do love off the ball. We're going to Australia. <laughs> surely, surely. No, there's no surely. Screw you, accountants. <laughs> you can't stop us now. Off the ball. Cheering on the girls in green. So, Amber, we're getting closer and closer to the Sydney game. How are you feeling? I know you guys had a couple of days off over the weekend to kind of adjust after all of the dramas of Friday night. Yeah, I think, to be honest with you, I think when everybody got over the jet lag, I think that was the, the biggest, I suppose, hurdle in our way. And I think the last couple of days we've really, really settled into it. And honestly, now just the excitement is really building. And like for something that we waited nine months for, it's only four days away. So I think everybody's really just raring to go at this stage. You were talking about a bit earlier about the Australian team are now in town as well after their game against France. Did you get a chance to watch back any of that game? Yeah, like we have it, you know, we're lucky we get it up on huddle fairly quickly. So like I think in your own time you get, I think everybody's done their wee bit of research and I think we're really going to get stuck into things, analysis the next couple of days with uh, obviously with the group together. But yeah, I think, you know, everybody had to have a wee look at it and obviously having played France, you know, two weeks ago, you know, we were also familiar with it. So I think it's a good game for us to analyse. But of course it doesn't, you know, it means nothing for Thursday. It's going to be a completely different game. And how did you feel watching the Australians? Like, did it give you confidence going into our game this week? Did it make you a little bit worried? What were the main thoughts? No, look, they're a world-class team, you know, and I think everybody is is really, really behind them here. I think they have a lot, you know, probably a wee bit of pressure on their shoulders too. You know, their home nation, one of the people to be, one of the teams to be tipped to win the competition. So, like, you know. As I've said many times before, we don't fear anybody and we're just look, going into every game with the, the confidence behind us that we know what we're good at and that's going to be no change on, on Thursday. I noticed at the open training session, whenever it wasn't whenever you guys were playing full 11 aside, it was kind of like a 5 aside. Everyone else was kind of running up and down the sidelines, just keeping warm when they weren't playing and you were doing shooting drills with Grace Maloney. How's your own personal journey been like the last week or so? Yeah, I think, to be honest with you, I'm somebody that tries and takes any opportunity to get to, to practice shooting because I think you can never get enough. And I think sometimes in the way our sessions are planned, you know, you might not get as much, you know, one-to-one time with the goalkeeper as, as you probably need. So I think being able to know when I need certain things and like other players decide that they might need a wee bit of running, other players might need working on long balls, heading and different things. And I think we're all, you know old enough and bold enough to know what we need and I think that's something that I've always done and you know I think it's it's a wee bit of practice it helps in the long term as well and we were talking about tips and tricks there to get over jet lag are you feeling okay after that or do you still feel like it's affected you a little bit because obviously the team does still need to go to Perth where that's going to affect us a little bit more again I say us as if I'm like part of the team but <laughs> well you guys have travelled all this way over you may as well be um, no I, don't, I think right now I can say I, I think I'm over jet lag I think it did take me a long time like it definitely wasn't a two or three day job I think it definitely did take me the guts of a good five or six days and I think you just need to know that sometimes you just need to settle yourself down and if you know they say try to stay awake as long as possible but like to be honest with you there there was a couple of days where I did have to sleep in the middle of the day and I think that's just that was the way I needed to because it's only a certain amount of time you can physically stay awake and I think everybody took whatever amount of time they needed but I can say that everybody's is over it and thankful that's that's behind us now and Friday night was obviously a difficult one for everyone involved. I was the next couple of days afterwards. Do you guys feel like you had the kind of mental space to take yourself away from that and be prepared going into this week? 
Yeah, I think, you know, thankfully we had a day off yesterday, which was probably the first, you know, real day off that we've had in terms of like last week, obviously travelling, you could consider that, but you can't really because you're not really taking it off. So I think yesterday was a really big opportunity for everybody to catch up and a lot of players, which, you know, is a really good sign of our team as well, is, you know, people are very comfortable to say, look, I need to be on my own today. And I think different people did that and other people stayed in groups and did different things. And I think, you know, obviously Friday was... Um, one of those situations we just never thought was going to happen but look I think you know after the game we got a really good game against each other under our belt and I think we took a lot from that so that's again something we're very lucky to get in It's kind of looking back to the choices you've made throughout your career obviously you were excelling in a lot of different sports chose football if you think back to that like where, where might you have been on Thursday had you made a different choice? Yeah, well, it's funny because I'm somebody who really believes in, in the butterfly effect that every small decision has a huge knock-on to anything you do. And I think that when I look back at Colin Bell telling me that, you know, you have to pick Gaelic football or soccer, that at that stage I'm like, you know, where I didn't think, like, did I think I was going to be at a World Cup a few years? No, like, that was not the case. But again, like, I think every decision I made going into that has led to this. So I think that was the biggest decision, but I think the small ones in between also had a huge you know, a huge effect on things as well. Talk about, we've answered a lot of questions about kind of the intimidating atmosphere of the 80,000, 82,000. Is there an advantage to having, to being Ireland in that game? Yeah, I think, so. I think the biggest advantage is, is that, you know, we're playing against the home nation. Everybody thinks it's going to be, everything is going towards Australia and that, that there's nothing towards us that's going to be, you know, we, like we've said a hundred times, we don't have any pressure really. We feel like, you know, nobody's really given us a massive chance to beat them on Thursday and of course you know we have to be realistic with everything we do but I think this Irish team has proven before that you know we love the underdog tag and look we're going into the game with a solid game plan behind us knowing that we trust the players around us and trust the players coming off the bench that they're going to do a job and after that it's football and anything can happen. Amber can we just rewind to that night in Glasgow that got that ticket to where we are now? Yeah, I think it's it's funny now we look back at it, you know, after the game we said, you know, we've such a long time to wait until we actually go to a World Cup and now we're four days away and I think it definitely took me a long time to kind of come off that cloud nine because it just was, I think, everybody was just like, I think, just not shocked but like it was just like you were numb for a few days and everything after but look it was one of those moments that I'm I will happily never ever forget but as I said before you know it's also one of those that I hope now over the next few weeks we make we make more memories to relive. What was that cloud like tell us about it? It was very different um I think the one I suppose you know it's a positive and it's a downside is that you know completely unundated on social media um, with people just writing to you and it was so nice to see so many people people that you, you knew or didn't know getting in contact with you to say like you know congratulations and everything but I think I'm somebody who's very good at replying to people so I made it nearly a job of mine to reply to people as much as I could that took me a long 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 time like there were still weeks and I think the biggest thing on Instagram is your message requests don't go into them because there's <laughs> thousands of them and one they never come up as a notification so that was nearly worse um, but yeah it was just brilliant it really was and I think the only thing I wish I had got was the chance to go home after the game. I didn't get a chance to go home until Christmas time, so it was a couple of months. And I think the I suppose the buzz there had settled a little bit. Now it still was a buzz when I went back, but I think I would love to have experienced the buzz in Donegal after after the game. You talked about being the underdog. You like that tag and everything else that goes with it. You had a difficult qualifying group to get through. I know the group you're in here is tough 
but there's no reason why you can't at least put up a good fight and try and get out of it again yeah absolutely I think that you know when the draw was made and we looked at um, we looked at Slovakia we looked at Finland we looked at Sweden you know we knew they were going to be teams that were going to be very very difficult and even though Slovakia were a fourth seed like to go to Slovakia and get a result is a very difficult thing to do and we managed to do that and you know they proved that when they came to Tala that they were going to make it really difficult for us and I think you know I think we knew something was happening with this team when we beat Finland away because that was a really big result. You know, I think people don't realise how big of a result it was and I think even going 1-0 up and them getting back into the game going 1-1 and yet we still were able to dominate then the last the, the end of that their game. It says a lot about the character of this team and I think you know knowing we were the I think the first team in 11 years to take points off Sweden away says everything you need to know and as you said look there's no reason why we can't do something in this group but as I said we're going to take it one step at a time and hopefully by the end of it we'll be um, we'll be on the other side of the group. When that draw was made though first of all Australia host nation then Olympic champions Canada and then one of the best teams in Africa as well I mean it's tough isn't it? Absolutely but you know I went through the World Cup groups there a couple of days ago and there's not really any other group that you're saying oh I'd love to be in that group like because all of the groups are difficult and like at the end of the day you're at a World Cup and you're playing against the 32 best teams in the world in the sense of they've all qualified for a World Cup so you know ranking and all that goes out the window now I think looking back to the men's World Cup it showed Morocco getting to a semi-final who would have said that was going to happen pre-tournament so I think at this stage look we're just really really going to enjoy every moment of it and it's football as I've said and I mean anything can happen Do you know what you're going to be feeling like? when you come out of that stadium in the opening match against the Matildas? I think knowing how I am, I think probably very emotional. I think that's going to be something that really takes everybody. You know, We had a, a referee course a couple of weeks ago and the, the referee from FIFA said that when you hear your national anthem for the first time in a major tournament, she goes, a World Cup of course, she goes, it's just something, it's just it's very, very special. So I think you know, when we're standing there singing around the vein, I think that's really going to be a moment where everybody's just like, you know, we're here and we're ready to go. And the fact they've had to move you to a bigger stadium as well, 80,000 capacity. Yeah, absolutely. But that, again, it's, it shows so much about the growth of women's football as well. You know, I think a few years ago there would have been people, they would have been handing out tickets trying to get people into the original stadium. And the fact now that they're selling out an 82,000-seater stadium is just, it, it just is, it's really special. And again, it's something I never thought I'd, I'd get to experience. But um, I'm considering it my Croke Park moment because I never got to play in Croke Park. So I'm hoping <laughs> now that I uh, we can get something good on Thursday. Well, let's hope it is your croak part moment just a, a quick one on the vibe of this city Brisbane we've seen on social media mm-hmm. the hotel what the sites you've seen and everything else what's it been like do you know what unfortunately I can understand why so many people have moved down here from Ireland um, it's it's just it really is it's such a class atmosphere here and the people are lovely and just the energy of the city is just something it's, it's actually quite addictive actually and the coffee shop loads of coffee shops <laughs> now so I will give you a tip you have to ask for a double shot and a flat white but other than that there I have no complaints any chance of you then after your career's ended coming back never rule anything out brilliant stuff good luck on Thursday thank you very very much you mentioned social media. Do you have a policy this time around? Obviously, bigger stages, potentially more messages. How much are, we, are you engaging with your social media while you're down here? No, I think I still like would engage with my social media. I think you can't. I've learned now you definitely can't get 
you know it caught up with everyone I seen um, some, somebody asked me to do something for them and I had to look at my insights on Instagram and it was like in the last 30 days you've reached 32,000 accounts and I'm like well I would not have time to go through all of those accounts so I think things like that there are just you just there know what you can deal with and sometimes you have to say no and you have to just delay responses and things like that but I am hoping that for a lot of the messages I've received I'll be able to in some way reply you know sometimes sending back a wee emoji is better than saying nothing so I try my best <laughs> We're going to Australia. Surely. Surely. No, there's no surely. Screw you, accountants. You can't stop us now. Off the ball. Cheering on the girls in green.